Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Boll, Director of Public Affairs. Today we're going to talk with Spencer Tuma about the disaster bill and the surrounding issues with the policy and how it's going to apply to people in Missouri who have been flooded. So, Spencer, appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's been a busy week. Yeah, definitely so. Um, the the week started out with finally getting this disaster bill passed mm-hmm. through uh, the rest of Congress and getting it to the president's desk. And he has now signed it into law, correct? Yes, absolutely. So on Monday evening, the House of Representatives passed the 2019 and 2018 disaster supplemental bill. Uh, we are very pleased to see that all members of Congress uh, from Missouri did support the legislation in its final form. So when the Senate took their vote a couple of weeks ago, both Senators Blunt and Hawley supported the bill. And then every member of the House delegation, um, passed when it passed on Monday, voted in favor of it. So we had really had strong support from our delegation. And yeah. then President Trump signed the bill into law yesterday, so Thursday. Yeah, and so we do now um, know a little more about what the details are. What mm-hmm. what was in the bill? Um, I know it had a lot more than just agriculture and flooding uh, related provisions. What else was in this bill? So primarily what we focused on in the disaster bill is there's about $3 billion allocated to USDA for disaster recovery. Um, and that's specifically for ag land rehabilitation and crop loss coverage. There were also some provisions in the bill which we're excited to see for things like levy repair, which uh, we know is going to be a huge undertaking once Mm -hmm. the floodwaters start to recede. Um, But a lot of money specifically designed for agricultural producers who have not only been impacted by the flooding this year, but this goes all the way back into some of the hurricanes and wildfires that we saw across the country last year. So it's not just for Missouri, and I think that's important to remember. Um, But a lot of the people who are going to be helped by this have been waiting on help for a really long time. Yeah. And this was really held up as a political football for the past several months. And um, I'm glad that they were finally able to find some compromise on it. Um, And you did mention the levy repair. I think that that's going to be important um, Mm -hmm. because there's so many breaches in Missouri and they're still happening, unfortunately. Um, those are things that often can be extremely expensive to repair. Do you know what the process is on that, or have they said yet? So I don't know what the next steps are. You know, we're still waiting. Water is still covering a lot of levees in some mm-hmm. places. I did hear an update yesterday um, that in the lower Missouri River Basin, so basically from Kansas City to the mouth of the Missouri River, where it can confluences with the Mississippi River in St. Louis, um, we've had about 49 levees overtopped, and some of those are breached. I don't have have the breakdown of that, mm-hmm. but that's quite a few. Um, in the March event, for example, where we saw severe flooding in Iowa, Nebraska, and northwest Missouri, there were about 65 levees overtopped in mm-hmm. breach. Um, so we're getting really close to that number. Um, so we've kind of had a second wave of of flooding coming with that, as everybody knows. I really don't know how to put it more bluntly than that, but a lot of the levees that had previously been breached from the March flood still had not been repaired. So that allowed water to go back into some places that got hit the first time. And then we've had a lot of new overtoppings and breaches as well. So um, we're not out of the woods yet. I think, you know, we're still looking at significant snowmelt and runoff in the upper Missouri River Basin over the next 30 to 60 days. Normally that's not completely done until July. Coupled with record rainfall, uh, that creates a pretty scary situation for a lot of landowners along the river. Yeah, definitely so. Um, One of the things that was included in the bill that Senator Blunt fought very hard for and and was able to get it in 
was some coverage for people who lost crops due to that earlier flooding, yes. especially. Uh, that was such an issue, uh, stored crops in grain bins. Uh, how does that one, that, that coverage work? So we're still waiting on the secretary to release the details of how exactly that program will be administered. One thing we saw that I feel like was really unique to this flood is in northwest Missouri and in Iowa and Nebraska, it just happened so quickly that people did not have a lot of warning. Normally, if you know that a flood is coming your way or if you know you're going to have significant rainfall or be threatened, you can move your crops out of your grain bins and take them somewhere else so that they're not, excuse me, damaged in the storm. Unfortunately, we didn't have that luxury of that advance warning during the March event. And so a lot of people had their grain bins flooded and literally like exploded. It's mm -hmm. really unbelievable. Um, and USDA, prior to this event, had no mechanism to help people who lost on farm stored commodities because mm -hmm. crop insurance doesn't generally cover that. So um, this bill will provide assistance to those who lost lost those crops. Yeah, that would be extremely helpful because so many people have been storing a lot of grain because of the fact that prices have been low and they've been hoping for a better day tomorrow. Right. So it was even worse than it normally would have been. Sure. Well, those uh, provisions to help people for uh, things that have already happened are very important. But then there's also uh, a lot of questions surrounding what people, what decisions people are going to have to make now mm -hmm. um, for this year's uh, crop crop year. Um, I know that uh, that's something you've been following closely. What, how are all these things working together to uh, help out the farmer? So I'll do my best to explain this in as few words as possible because it really is such a complicated issue. So I'm going to go to trade for just a second. So a couple of weeks ago, Secretary Purdue announced that we would be doing a second round of the market facilitation program and that that program would make payments to producers based on the number of planted acres that they are able to plant of a covered commodity for the 2019 crop year. So you have market facilitation program two paid on planted acres. In Missouri, we have a situation where we're experiencing a lot of late planting, a lot of people who are potentially going to be prevented from being planting and have to utilize that portion of their crop insurance. And so that means that because they're not putting a crop into the ground, they are not going to be eligible to receive the trade aid, for lack of a better word, that's what I'll call it, mm -hmm. the trade aid payments through the market facilitation program. In the disaster bill, there was a provision put in that says that the secretary can designate additional funds for prevented planting, people who are prevented from putting a crop in the ground due to disaster, and that could cover up to 90% of the crop's value, which is much higher than what's generally covered at prevented planting, which is about 55%. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have any details at this point because the bill was just signed yesterday on how USDA is going to make that determination of what that percentage is going to be. So it says up to 90%. So I, we don't know if that'll be 90% of the crop's value. We don't know if it'll be 58% of right. the crop's value. Theoretically, it could be anywhere in between there. Um, and I guess theoretically, he may not do anything with it at all. But what we're really seeking from USDA is guidance on how this policy will be implemented so that farmers who have been impacted by a really wet spring and even flooding can make the best management decision for their farm. Because right now it's like choosing between two unknowns, whether you should try to get your crop in the ground and maybe get the market facilitation program payment, or if you're better off to take prevented plant 
if your acres have been really wet or you may not be able to get in the fields over the next couple of weeks to get things planted. Right. And so the uh, part of the reason that the secretary has to have some discretion there is because um, that's all part of that $3 billion pot, yes. correct? Uh-huh. And that $3 billion is a is a hard cap that he can't exceed um, for all of the different things that are covered in that pot. Yes. So that's why um, we don't know yet what all the claims are going to be. And so it's hard to say how much – if you gave 90% to everybody who was prevent planted this year, you'd run out of $3 billion pretty fast. Um, it sounds like that's really the issue. Yeah. And so especially if that's covering the – stored crops lost and all the other things as well. You're, mm-hmm. you're having to pull all that stuff out of that same amount of money. So, yeah, it's it's still kind of up in the air as to exactly what uh, percentage they'll have to give. Mm-hmm. So very, very challenging. And also a question is how exactly will that be administered? Will yeah. it be administered along with the current prevent plant provisions that are in place? Or will it be a separate program and structured differently. We, we don't know. And so that's why we're asking USDA for clarification. Right. So along those lines, um, we are, uh, as Farm Bureau, we've been trying to talk with everybody involved and figure out how to give people guidance to help them out mm-hmm. on making these decisions. Um, one of the things that we've uh, that we've decided to do is pull together some of the, those experts for a, <clears throat> a live conference call next mm-hmm. Tuesday. Uh, which is what day of the month is that? That is Tuesday, June 11th. The 11th. Okay. And that's at 5.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. We're going to be having this, um, what we call a telephone town hall. And um, if you are interested in being a part of that, you can go to our website at mofb.org and click on events. And you can just sign up for it right there and they'll call you. Um, you don't have to do anything else. Or if you'd like to just dial in the number uh, from your cell phone or whatever, if, if, if you're out there doing work on the tractor and you want to um, listen to it while you're out there, you can just dial in on your cell phone as well. Um, But can you tell us a little about um, what that call is going to be covering and what people can learn if they want to participate? So we're going to try to provide the most up-to-date information on these decision-making processes and maybe some tips for farmers on how to um, work through the economics of each of those decisions. So we're going to have professionals from University of Missouri and Extension there on the line visiting about what they know about the programs. And then Dr. John Newton, who's the chief economist at the American Farm Bureau Federation, is going to be joining us as well. Uh, we're also going to have some updates on um, specific regions around the state who have been impacted by flooding, you know, from northwest Missouri all the way to the boot heel um, to just get kind of a little bit of boots on the ground feel for how things look across the state. Yeah, and that can be extremely helpful. This is a, a free resource. It's open to anybody. Yeah. We are just doing this more as a public service than anything to uh, help people make their decisions, uh, make more informed decisions as mm-hmm. they um, get into this uh, this crop year. And you can also look on our Facebook page and our Twitter feed if you are interested in learning more about the event. We'll be posting that call-in information as well. Great. And, and also, once the event does conclude, um, probably by the next morning, we ought to have an audio recording of that mm-hmm. that will be posted to our website. So if you're unable to join us live on uh, Tuesday night at 530, you ought to be able to uh, access that information still by the next morning, um, as long as we still, uh, as long as we can get that audio recording quickly, we'll get that up there as soon as we can mm-hmm. uh, onto our website. Um, we also have a number of additional resources at mofb.org/flood, and um, 
we have links to all kinds of government uh, websites and other agencies that are assisting people who have had damage. Um, any items that uh, that you think are extremely uh, important on that issue? You know, on the website, if we go to mofb.org slash flood, you'll see it broken down into state and federal resources. And I think it's important to remember to explore both of those options um, because not everybody is going to qualify for the same thing. So you might qualify for a state program, but maybe not for a federal program. That doesn't mean you shouldn't look into both. Um, the federal page, um, the list there, has a lot of resources from USDA. Some of that guidance is not posted yet because th- those programs are going to be receiving additional funds under the disaster bill. Uh, the Emergency Conservation Program is a good example of that. So there's information there on how to apply, what details you need. Um, but I would really encourage people, if you have questions about those programs, you should definitely stay in touch with your crop insurance agent and your local FSA office, because um, they're going to be people in your area who are most poised to help you with those with those questions. Great. Well, hopefully we'll also know some more Um, by the middle of next week after we uh, have this telephone town hall and uh, are able to hear a little more from USDA as well since they're just now receiving the the signed legislation, the signed bill, and going to be implementing um, these things over the next few days. So, uh, again, appreciate you joining us today. And um, next week, hopefully, we'll have more information to share with people. Hopefully, we'll have more clarity very soon. Thanks (laughs) for having me. Thank you.